Good afternoon. You're listening to the Mother's Justice Show at 11.50 a.m. KKNW. I'm your host, Reverend Walden. And, uh, and that's for real. We who believe in freedom cannot rest till freedom come. Uh, and I'm waiting on Mr. Rye to hop on here. Um, but it's also Black, it's still Black History Month. Uh, and I'm going to I'm gonna have a Black History uh, little segment uh, for the whole year that, that I'm working on because I really love history. Uh, and so I'll just talk a little bit here about Black history. Uh, I mean, it, 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 Black history is so important. It's important because our kids need it. But also, it's important because uh, we need it. We need it, African American. We need it in a country where we're always talked about. It's not sometimes. It's um, sometimes it's just hard to find something good for us because <laughs> it's always something out there about us. And so, uh, what Black history does, it fortifies us with goodness and the strength of our African American, our ancestors. I, I, who was not called African-Americans, although the, re, the revisionist of Black history wants to call people like Harriet Tubman an African-American, and she was not an African-American. She lived her life as a Negro. Uh, and so I always rewrite it when I'm writing and making a presentation. Like I did yesterday, I had a presentation that I might, I talked about Black spiritualism uh, and that, uh, you know, Black spiritualism has been around for a long time. I believe the Africans brought Black spiritualism with them here to America. And then it then it, it grew in America. But um, because it was hard for us to, hard for other people to show us spiritualism or some kind of spiritualist uh, idea when, when we were being uh, not treated uh, uh, well. So um, anyway, but I love history. Uh, and I, I will have a little segment on uh, every month, uh, every Every time I'm on, at least a few minutes or maybe 10 minutes about Black history. But Mr. Rye's on. So uh, how you doing, Mr. Rye? Uh, uh, Eric helped me with my technical difficulties. Uh, for some reason, my Zoom app is there. Oh, I see it now. It just does. You got to be so small, you can't hardly see it. I am. <laughs> I have elderly eyes, so that's another problem. I need to wear my glasses. To be a bit oh, I was going to say, I, I, I can help you with that because, you know, I'm an optician. My son is I'm, an optician. I, I, a master optician, if you need some speck records. <laughs> no, see, I actually got them. I just have to start wearing them. <laughs> oh, you got some speck records. Okay. Yeah, I have some. Okay, I okay, have okay, some. okay, all right, because I can help you out with that. So yeah, I know, I know you can. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Been 25 years in that business. <laughs> oh, you know the state brand, man. You know my story, though. That's black history no, I right think, there. I think, we ought to put it, we ought to compile all the people that the state ran out of business and, and talk about that black history. One of the one of these black histories we ought to talk about all the businesses that the state ran out uh, 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 after I 200 <laughs> and took oh. their business, put Mr. Branch in here and eye care service at the top of the list. <laughs> Well, you know, I got this calendar my brother-in-law, or actually Andrea's brother-in-law shared with me, and just talks about something that happened. Uh, I, I was trying to hope that I would have it to hold up, but I'll share it with you later. But every everything, you know, all the atrocities, uh, everything that ever happened on a daily basis. Like yesterday oh. was the 11th anniversary of Trayvon Martin's death. Yes, yes, yes. I am aware of that on, one. On, on February I'm on the 7th. List. Mm -hmm. A black man and a black woman were hung, mutilated, and burned while 600 people picnicked and looked on. They also have stuff in there where a congressman was elected doing Reconstruction. They oh, yeah. Him. <laughs> so, I mean, it's every day, it, you know. Oh, yeah, every good day. things and the bad things, but the right. real things, mm -hmm. our history is documented, is well documented, and there's no way in nobody's name, Rick DeSantis, and nobody else in this country can hide that never. from anyone because our history is documented. Our history is documented. And, and that's what's so wonderful about it. And I'm glad we're doing this and having this conversation because he's not going to win in Florida. I mean, really and truly. I mean, we've been here longer than he has uh, been here. Now you're going to tell us what our history is. I can't wait till we start pushing back on this stuff. Everybody, you know, we've been here since before the Civil War, man. I mean, oh. I, the, the whole the outside of the Native Americans and the Mexicans that was living in the border states uh, uh, toward Mexico, down to Mexico. All those Spanish I, names, Los yeah, Angeles, you know, San Francisco, yes, that's right, Texas, that's right. Arizona. Albuquerque, you know, New Mexico and Mexico. I mean, why we got a New Mexico in America, if it, you know, I mean, New Mexico, because they had an old Mexico. So, yeah, so history, history is what one of, history is really my Bible. I, I love yeah. history. I'm a closet scholar. I love to talk about it. So, uh, but you know, I know that you got some things that you want to do, some history that you want to talk about. 
Well, no, you know, uh, the Martin Luther King Commemoration Committee uh, held, I know there were a lot of events, and that's good because it's Black History Month, there should be a lot of events. Uh, but we have a, a Black History event. We also uh, remember uh, Dr. King's assassination, what he was doing. And then we also do, this year will be the 60th anniversary of the 1963 March on Washington for Jobs and Freedom. A lot of people, going to be a real big to-do in Washington, D.C., but I'll be right here in Martin Luther King Jr. County uh, 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 commemorating uh, that, uh, that, uh, that day uh, when all those folks came together and it led us getting our Civil Rights Act of 64, our Voting Rights Act of 65. And now, uh, if you don't know it, you better get ready to fight all over again because they're both right, already, attack. you know, because he who forgets history will repeat it. See, and 1963 was when I graduated from high school. So it was 100 years uh, after Lincoln had signed the paper in uh, 1963. So, uh, you know, and then I, uh, that's, I was in Montgomery, Alabama when when the when the March on Washington got started. Yeah, you know I mean uh, in uh, August of nineteen sixty three. So I remember that vividly. So hey, you know that's right. <laughs> well, the, you know the major issue that still confronts, as far as I'm concerned, for my analysis, the major impediment for African descendants of United States enslaved. Yep, the stolen ones. Before people say you talk about America, it's the United States of America, and it's a person from another country. I said, you have to understand the black folks been here since the 15, some say 1500s, and others say 1619 when the first settlers arrived here. But the other thing people have to understand is that in the Americas, there were 15 times more Africans that went to South America and Latin America that came to what is now the United States of America. Well, but, but also what we have to remember is that uh, Ivan Van Sertelman said, that uh, anthropologist said that the, Af the mighty Africans left Africa over 250,000 years upright. And that's why when they pick up do these artifacts, they find black people in Peru. They find some of these old things. But you write about the, the second time they came or the third time they brought them. They brought them as a bought people in bondage. But, uh, you know, they when they left. When they left that mighty camp, a uh, uh, continent, all, all those million, all those uh, years ago, they were they they were going out to, to explore in the world. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, that's yeah, part of that ancient history scene. Yeah, yeah but um, uh, well, in, in remembrance of uh, uh, Dr. King, we as we also even our Black History Month is always around the Martin Luther King Commemoration Committee has always got some Martin Luther King Jr. in it. Yes. Uh, there were several people that were, were acknowledged for the work they've done. And uh, uh, Dr. Maxine Mims has a, the oh, doc, yeah. Dr. Maxine yeah, Mims changed the award is named for her. And it was presented to Mary Flowers. And, oh, uh, yeah. and during okay. that, uh, that presentation, Dr. Mims had several African-American gentlemen come up who uh, Mary Flowers had worked with for the last uh, 10 to 20 years with. And they're all now out of uh, incarceration and being very productive members of society. Uh, also, uh, uh, Mona Bailey, the late Mona Bailey, uh, who has an academy name for the Mona Bailey Academy, her son, uh, Chris Bailey, uh, presented uh, the Mona Bailey Education Advocate Award to Linda Thompson Black, who is a oh, okay. yes, yes, director yes, for the yes, United Negro mm -hmm. College yeah. Fund. Yeah, mm -hmm. you um, know, Mona Bailey was a Floridian. She graduated from the Mighty Rattler, Tallahassee AMM, Florida matter of fact, her brother was a basketball player at Seattle University, Thornton Okay, and that's how she got up here. Okay. Yeah, and then Claude Harris, the first black firefighter who retired as chief, presented the current uh, uh, Seattle Fire Chief, Harold Scoggins, yes. uh, the Norm Rice Public Service Award. Right. All right. And, well, you know, uh, good. Go right yeah. ahead. No, but, no, no. Uh, he was, uh, uh, Chief Scoggins was also the first Black firefighter in the Glendale, California Fire Department. Wow. And he left there as the Chief of the Fire Department to take the Seattle job eight years ago. Yes. I must admit, He's going to find, find every job. rally, every march. He is there. So He's doing a fine job that. here as a fire as a fire chief. You know, they were out with those with those vaccines. You know, uh, right away they they were out on the front line. They were doing. You know, I mean, they do it. They they've done a good job. Uh, uh, I mean, I, I really like him as police. I mean, uh, as a, a fire chief in Seattle. So, uh, yeah. Uh, also, uh, update on uh, the 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 house that the old black firefighters purchased that don't any money on. 
right. being, uh, being sold by some members of the new fire department. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, anyway, it's my understanding that uh, uh, the attorney for the people who are trying to sell the house have withdrawn uh, because uh, in speaking to Representative Sharon Tomiko Santos, that is, is identified as historical black landmark. And there's funds to enhance that property and build up a oh, really? nice oh, that's good. Uh, firefighters museum uh, for black, you know, yes. they, they yes. show the history. Because the thing about it is so much history is tied to it. Uh, there was a, <clears throat> a process where Claude Harris was being uh, promoted and some whites uh, challenged it. And it went all the way to U.S. Supreme Court and Lim Howell oh. won the case in U.S. Really? Supreme Court. And he still ascended to be... Uh, uh, the, the chief of the fire department. But there's one funny story. When he first got hired, uh, he had he had all his gear and he was on the bus and he sat at the bus stop and then all of a sudden there was a fire and the fire truck went past him with the sirens on and stuff. And uh, people started saying, man, they're catching the brother make the bus to the, catch the bus to the fire. But that wasn't the case. <laughs> he had just been hired. <laughs> but that went all around the neighborhood in a hurry. Oh yeah, and yeah, and no. in '59 the mayor's office got some calls about it too. But anyway, wow. that wasn't yeah. the case at all. And then finally, uh, there's an award named for uh, Larry Gossett, and that award was presented uh, to uh, Lyle Quasim, who was uh, uh, co-chair of the Coma Pierce County Black Collective, chair of the Black Education Strategy Roundtable, the former secretary of the Department of Social and Health Services. Uh, also, the former president of Bates College Technical College uh, wow. in uh, 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 Tacoma, and also was like a, a the executive assistant to a Republican Pierce County executive. So hey. uh, he has a resume. You know, he ran uh, was the largest state agency at DSHS is, and uh, he also was a state mental health director. Well, wow. yeah, and, and a lot of the, a lot of those women that that wind up coming after us, you know, they got in those positions as affirmative action jobs. <laughs> All the people who came. But when after, you look you at know. when you look at how the federal <laughs> breakdown goes, uh, that's always the case. Yeah, it's but you always... know that's an update too, Reverend Harriet. Uh, recently, you know, we had uh, I filed this uh, uh, complaint against uh, the discrimination against. Uh, African Americans in Washington State contracting and business opportunities. Yes, mm -hmm. and so that was filed November twenty third, twenty twenty one, and uh, we didn't hear anything for a while. Uh, finally, uh, when the states uh, in numbers came out about three or four months ago, it reflected where blacks did zero point one eight percent. Zero. Zero point one eight percent. Yeah, and uh, you know and we know Washington that State. we know that Governor Gary Locke had uh, had uh, uh, submitted governor's uh, governor's directive ninety eight that's zero one in December ninety eight. That's what killed affirmative action. I two hundred didn't kill right. it. I two hundred right. put it on the map for people to shoot at. But even the voters' right. paper says I two hundred eliminates gender and racial preferences. But mm -hmm. you know we know what that means too. But anyway, that that uh, uh, governor's directive was rescinded in January of twenty twenty two. And Governor Inslee has an executive order. We don't know how well that's doing right now, but we know <laughs> that when uh, Congressman Benny Thompson uh, saw this, he did a letter to the Attorney General Mary Garland and the Secretary of Department of Transportation, Pete Buttigieg. And so that was December 15th. Uh, he didn't hear anything for about two months. So I called. I said, hey, you know, why, why is he treating Congressman Benny like he treats us? So the uh, Department of Justice had Bob Armstead and I submit a uh, 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 consent to have the U.S. Justice Department discuss our information with Congressman Benny Thompson. So uh, we, uh, we should we sent that in last week. So as soon as I hear something, I'll make sure you know about it because your name is on the, on the complaint as my, well. Yeah, my name, my, my name yeah. is on that complaint. In fact, there's 22 of us. Uh, it's uh, uh, members of the clergy, uh, uh, organizations like Mothers Justice, and uh, and other individuals. 22 of us including Elmer Dixon with, with Executive Diversity Services. He's on there, too, because he's been hurt as a company. He does more business in Europe than he does in Yeah, Washington. he does. I saw him down at, uh, down at City Hall. Not Europe and Scandinavia. That's he what does. he said. He said he's always doing work over there. You know, so so that's good. At least he's working. I mean, because see, some of us, when they came in and swooped our stuff, 
they swooped it, man. <laughs> a lot of people who are who qualified to do stuff, they sit back and see no opportunities going to any of the black people. So, I mean, why should they? I'm not going to say, other, I'll say other African-Americans. No, 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 because some, the immigrant, other folks community, doing, the, the immigrant community get their share of things. And I, and if you ever do a, a, a disaggregated uh, thing and break it down, you know, and you have all the different names there, the different surnames. You'll see, oh, yeah. even at that rate, the uh, the Asians, the the East Africans. I mean, uh, you know, and now the East Indians, uh, uh, also. And uh, and again, we sign on the box for everybody, but when they get to America, they discriminate against us. See, you know. Well, I'll tell you one thing: Department of Enterprise Services, which is the state's procurement agency, uh, didn't do one percent with everybody. <laughs> I mean, because of the fact they went back to using these gigantic firms right. and having the big bundle contracts. That's right. And that's, that's what right. happens when that alas happened. But you know, I even heard about some public employees. I won't identify any agencies. It's more than one where they've been over here hearing white saying, you know, uh, uh, you know, we have options other than just blacks. You know, so if that, but, 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 that but, attitude. We're going to end up with 0.18%. And that's why we got to keep, keep doing this, uh, really and truly, because we have to call out the people, the groups that come to America to discriminate against us. I mean, right. really and truly, because they came after us and uh, and we're still being discriminated against, even when, when it's not supposed to be discriminated. But, you know, this has been really good. We're going to keep this conversation going. I want to just say one more thing. You can do an early shout out to Dr. Maxine Mims. Her birthday is Saturday. She'll be 95. Congratulations, Dr. Maxine Mims. <laughs> so she has an award named her for her because of the outstanding matter of fact, starting the first HBCU in Tacoma on the hilltop, which is that's not right. the State College. So that's right. That's right. That's definitely right. Made. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. All right. Well, hey, this is uh, this is a good good way to start Monday, the last Monday in February. Uh, so, hey, you know, March comes in like a lamb and go out like a lion. That's what my grandmother always said. So We'll see what March brings us uh, uh, next month, but uh, you know which is next Monday. So I mean, actually, it's what is it? It's Wednesday. No, Wednesday, right? <laughs> Wednesday, right. Wednesday. Tomorrow is the last day of, the, uh, of February. So you take care, uh, and we'll right, be talking. Thank you very much, Brother Mary. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you. You're listening to the Mother's Justice Show on 11:50 a.m. Kick in, Debbie. This is your host from Walden. I'll be right back here. So, uh, we'll talk a little bit more about a little history here, and I bring my next guest on soon. The Mother's Justice Show is brought to you by H.G. Walden and the Virtues Healing Circles. Join us for Wisdom and Wellness with Reverend Walden, a monthly virtual and in-person healing circle that focuses on community healing and growth. Learn more at VirtuesHealing.com. That's VirtuesHealing.com. Also, be sure to join our healing group on Facebook. Again, visit us at VirtuesHealing.com healing.com today. What do trees make you think of? Life, longevity, health? There's a reason for that. They're the building blocks of our ecosystems, capable of restoring land and environment while creating stable food systems and economic opportunity. At Trees for the Future, for 30 years we've worked with smallholder farmers in developing countries to establish sustainable agroforestry methods Where there was once deforestation and poor agricultural practices, there are now thriving microenvironments we call forest gardens, made up of more than 50 species of trees and dozens of shrubs, fruits, and vegetables. Through Trees for the Future's forest garden approach, thousands of farming families have successfully brought their land back to life. A sustainable solution to hunger, poverty, and climate change. Sponsored by Trees for the Future. You're invited to join the movement at trees.org slash radio. Hi, this is Dr. K. Mahina Intron, inviting you to tune in on Mondays on 1150 KKNW at 5 p.m. to Dr. K's Attuning to Your Abundance, where we honor everyday abundance through positive messages, poetry, music, affirmations, and writing exercises. For more information, contact Dr. K Workshops at gmail.com or Facebook, Dr. K's Abundance. Good afternoon. You're listening to the Mother's Justice Show on 1150 AM KKNW. I'm your host from Walden. It's my joy to be on the air. I love being on there. Hey, hey, I want to bring my next guest in. I, I, she's from Stanford, Florida. 
you know, another Floridian, you know, what can I say? I just love Floridians, you know, I mean, we just gave a lot of history to the world. So what can I say? We just, we just did. <laughs> and we continue to do uh, by uh, true transparency. Uh, we do uh, uh, share DNA somewhere down the line. We're cousins and um, I, her name is Jocelyn Walden Ford. How you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me today. Oh, thank you for coming because you're just doing so much jazz down in Tampa. Uh, also, not only that, but across the country. But also, just just tell us, get tell us a little bit about you. You, I couldn't pull it all the way up on my cell phone, but you got a lot going on. And plus, we're going to talk a bit about some history because we talk about history too. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So yes, I'm Jocelyn Walden Ford. Um, I was born in Sanford, Florida, um, and grew up in the Orlando, uh, Florida area. I am a graduate of Tennessee State University in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, I currently reside in Tampa, Florida. I am a serial uh, philanthropist. Um, I have started a um, nonprofit organization where we specifically focus on at-risk youth in our school districts, providing mentorship for them, ensuring that they understand the power of economic empowerment, the power of having a sound education and what that can do for you and to change generations for years to come. I also serve as the chair of the board for the Skills Center of Tampa, and our focus there is on sports, with an intentional focus on that, pulling those kids in and stimulating them with academics. We are in the process of building a $23 million facility in the East Tampa area, which is one of our hardest hit areas um, in Tampa, which targets primarily our black and brown um, students. So we'll be offering all type of educational initiatives for them. We partnered with the NFL to open up an esports arena um, as well. We are also into sports. So we have a, a league, we have a few teams that are now playing on the Under Armour Future Circuit mm -hmm. and Under Armour Rise Circuit. So I'm very busy. Um, I'm a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated, um, the Lynx Incorporated, and very involved with my uh, children's school as well. Oh, yeah. And uh, and uh, she's also a, a historian and, and she's a detective when it comes down to finding <laughs> lineage, a real detective. I mean, I think sometimes she forgets that I'm on the West Coast. I mean, I'm getting texts around 5 o'clock a.m. You know, my time. Oh, let me tell you what I found. So uh, anyway, she's on today to talk about not only the good work that she's doing down in Florida, but also uh, just what she's found out. Uh, uh, because lineage is, is you know, you, you know. just let me just digress and say one other thing about lineage. Mm -hmm. If our kids knew lineage uh, uh, also, and I'm gonna, I'm, I've got something I'm doing about that here uh, soon, but um, you understand that what they put, what they went through so you could be here in this time zone right now? Mm -hmm. Because see, all of the uh, all of the uh, enslaved people or uh, the people who were stolen, uh, our ancestors who were stolen, some of those people didn't make it to America. They died uh, coming. Uh, and some of the people who did make it, so some of the human beings who did make it, all of their children didn't live. No, they didn't. And so if their children did not live, they're not here now. No. See, we're here here because our ancestors children live now all of their children might not have lived we don't know i mean i mean somebody might have had five to ten kids and five made it we don't know but i mean you're doing a lot but 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 if we understood the if we really understood the power of knowing your lineage yes and knowing that the people what they endured mm -hmm. is much more than what we see in the world today I mean, I'm not. I'm not talking about catastrophic like, like earthquakes. Oh. I mean, because that's a that's in a league, but that's in a uh, that's in a category by itself. But on the everyday life, yes. And yeah. uh, and 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 most of us have known no safety since we were captured. That's why mm -hmm. we have this this thing in us when when people <laughs> they buy the the blood pressure go up when they see a police officer. Might not never had a ticket in their life. There's something <laughs> in us about not being safe. Uh, yes. And 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 that that that, that, that we 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 can uh, that can come to us at any place the grocery store, <laughs> the post office. I mean, just just showing up, and our variety colors of blackness. I uh, uh, you know that comes up, but that piece to me is just like it's so relevant because when 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 our children don't understand that they don't understand their greatness just by being born. 
you know i mean in the, and uh you know so anyway i just and you know that that's why you owned it that's why that's why you're doing this work because they have to know we have to tell the story and we have to we have to tell the story now i mean that's a song in the black church we have to tell the story how we got over it. yes yes, yes. so i'm gonna let, I'm gonna let you tell this story that you have been You've been on the hunt for. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Uh, God is good. Um, you know, it was interesting. I was speaking with a photographer yesterday and she was talking about the power of a picture. And oftentimes we don't keep those photographs. Um, and if we have them, you know, we, we don't know where they are or we may not even know who the individual is. And that was my situation. Fortunately, we did have a photograph. And it was of a gentleman. Um, and in my spirit, I felt that he was my great grand great great grandfather, but I didn't know for certain. And so my journey began. I attended a family reunion and I was there with family members, but I really didn't know how I connected. And all of those persons that could have shared that information with me are no longer with me. But I knew, I knew in my heart that their spirits were guiding me. So anyway, long story short, that spirit, that photograph. That one photograph led me to a town um, known as Goldsboro, Florida, which is right outside of Sanford, Florida. Yes. And you know <laughs> Sanford, Florida because of Trayvon Martin, et cetera. Right. Well, right. back in 1891, Goldsboro was its own entity. There were three towns that were incorporated in the United States of America, uh, Eatonville, Florida, Goldsboro, Florida. And then there was a, a town in Mississippi. Well, I was put in contact actually by you with <laughs> there, um, who had a museum that I you know, didn't know at the time, but I knew she had a wealth of knowledge about the area. And I was just trying to figure out who this gentleman was at the time. And so life happens. I eventually got to connect with her probably about two months um, later. And I was there and they introduced me to people in the town and they asked me my family name and I said Walden and they all seemed to be familiar with the Walden name on a level that seemed pretty odd to me, but I didn't know why at the time. And so after that, they led me to a museum. And when I walked inside of the museum, tears streamed from my eyes because everywhere that I turned, my family was in that museum. And I was still perplexed at the time because I couldn't understand why they were in there. And so they were telling me the history, you know, of the town. They founded in 1891. They were loving, they were living, they were thriving for about 20 years. And then um, the mayor at the time realized that the only way that Sanford could prosper was by taking the west side of Sanford, which was Goldsboro. And so a bill was passed through some maneuvering that annexed Goldsboro into Sanford, which we know as Sanford, Florida, Florida today, but it's still known as um, that town is historic Goldsboro. Well, in that museum was a book. And as I was flipping through the pages of the book, that picture that I had been carrying with me contained the same image. And when I read the information, it was my great, great grandfather who actually wrote the article of incorporation for Goldsboro, Florida. Mm -hmm. And so to grow up not knowing the power, I remembered visiting Goldsboro as a child, but I never knew the depths of the town and the meaning that it had for our family. So then yep. I asked the question, why? Because this is legacy. <laughs> This is history. This is, I mean, you have to think of that time. I mean, he was mulatto, so he wasn't white enough to be white. He wasn't black enough to be black, but he did what he had to do to survive. And so he managed to get there. He didn't have cell phones. He didn't have Instagram. He didn't have internet. How did you know, you know, to get from Georgia to Goldsboro to start a life, to start a legacy for us? And That's so right. that I am eternally, um, yes. Grateful. But, you know, when you you kind of understand the the culture of the town during that time, yes. um, I'm, I'm certain they were threatened. I'm certain they were threatened that they could never even utter what happened. Well, um, Grandma Dosia, my grandmother said she had, a, she had a shotgun when because when my grandfather was out on the railroad, James Garfield Walden, she said to die, you know, she that she didn't she didn't leave her house to go to the church. She mm -hmm. stayed in the house. She had a shotgun, a 38 and a small gun. 
That's it. My little small, that, that, you know, so, so they were armed. I mean, uh, yeah. they were and armed. I really believe that that story had to die when right. that town was annexed into, but, but God, but yeah, God, but God. <laughs> little child coming along <laughs> that was relentless <laughs> and would not stop until she got to the bottom of it. Um, right. and so the, the power in that of being able to truly understand who I am, the right. shoulders of giants that I stand That's on, right. the impact that they have made on this culture, on this society. That's right. so when you That's say right. that our history does not matter in the state of Florida, it does matter. It does I, matter. It does matter. And I'm glad, that, family, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that Crump is on yeah. it. Okay. <laughs> to develop, you know, the history um, that we have today. And then to be That's able right. to share that with my children so that they know who they are and what they come from. And so, um, you know, it's been a fascinating journey. Um, it's allowed me to actually go back 12 generations yes. um, of, of, of family history. Um, I was actually scheduled to go to the grand opening of the International African American uh, Museum in Charleston, South Carolina. There's been a delay with that, but I implore anyone, if you're not a charter member, become one. I became a charter member. I mean, not, not with much, but uh, they say, yes. they say any donation. Yeah, it doesn't donation. take much. But it will, you know, be like an Ellis Island experience where you'll be able to go and look at the slave manifestations and all of that. I mean, it's just extraordinary, extraordinary histories. And so um, I say that to say that, you know, if you don't know who you are and where you've come from, and it's unfortunate, for the most part, we know our mothers and our fathers, our aunts and uncles and our cousins, maybe a great here or there, but past that, we don't have that information. And it's 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 empowering. It's absolutely empowering. And, and one reason why we don't have it is because we have been, we've been carrying the, the stigma of shame of being a slave. Right, exactly. Uh, 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 and uh, we were never a slave, but we were enslaved. Uh, right. And the stigma is on the slave master and as our right. own slave owner. And as we, uh, uh, you know, progress further, we need to shift that burden from us uh, uh, and then and, and relish and, uh, and delight in the history of the people who mm -hmm. refuse to die. That's it. <laughs> we it was, should delight in the people who refuse to die. See, that's yeah. that's a whole that's that's a title of a book, <laughs> you know. Because and they fought. Yeah. I mean, they fought until that's you right. know the end. Like I was able to find my great great grandmother's grave, and it's still in. Um, she died in eighteen ninety nine, and the grave is there in Sanford. But interestingly, I couldn't find my great great grandfather which was what cemetery is it the paid jackson cemetery oh, paid, paid jackson yeah cemetery. you know because i i went through that page that cemetery many mm -hmm. times going to visit your grandmother your your yep. your, your, your grandparents uh, there at the live is in the cemetery was named after my grandmother's father and right. so you know i mean it's just, it's just beautiful you know as i put the pieces of the puzzle together but you know, in my head, I still couldn't figure out why I couldn't find my great great grandfather's grave and where was he? And so I got in contact with the librarian and she was absolutely fascinated uh, with my research and what I was able to uncover in such a short yes. time. And so she asked me, she said, is there a possibility that he's not buried in Sanford, but he's buried in Georgia? And I said, that's interesting because he was born in Georgia, which is an interesting story as well. His father was a very wealthy um, slave owner, and he had a slave who had 13 children from him. Was and that Walden, right? I mean, that's the Walden yeah, line. That the Walden. Okay, okay. That's the Walden okay. line, and right. mm -hmm. only able to keep three of the kids, and so the other 10 were displaced, you know, elsewhere. So when I asked her, long story short, where was the grave located? She said in Pulaski County, Georgia, and I said, well, that's interesting because his father was born in Pulaski County, Georgia. But I still in my head, I'm like, why did you go back? And why did you go back then? And I honestly just got resolved um, on that. I'm thinking about his story. You know, he was one of the 10 that was not able to stay with his mother and father. So he pretty much was a motherless and fatherless child. Right. Um, all of his life. Um, like I said, with his image, he wasn't white enough to be white. He wasn't black enough to be black, but he was white enough to pass to pass on our history and, and our, black enough and black enough to do to do what he did for black <laughs> and to do what he did for blacks and so right. you know he he had to keep moving he couldn't go back because if right. he that he would have been exposed right. um and so but you know when i think about it and the timing of it he lost his wife 
Um, about a decade after that, they lost Goldsboro. And he he really had nothing left. Right. He had, he had nothing left. And so he went back home to die. Right. And that's why his grave is there um, in right. Pulaski, Georgia. So that's one of my next stops is to go oh, yeah. Um, yeah. there and, and pay my respects or whatever. And just thank him for his sacrifice, um, you know, for his courage. Um, you know, I mean, I look at his census reports and it says, could you read or write? And he said, no, but he had to lie. He couldn't tell them that he could read or write. You know, and he wrote an article of incorporation, so he could, but he, he had to do to survive. <laughs> they kept a lot of secrets then, you know. A lot right, of you secrets, know, secrets then, secrets. those days. They, they weren't on TikTok telling everything. No, was not. No, 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 not at all. So it's been, no. um, it's been an interesting journey uncovering um, my legacy, my, my truth. And um, I wouldn't have had it any other way. Well, you want to talk a little bit? Let's take a break and come back and talk about the Walden line that came from England. So uh, okay, we'll perfect. take a break and come back. Okay. okay. You listen to the Mother's Justice Show on 1150 AM kick in We'll be right back. The Mother's Justice Show is brought to you by H.G. Walden and the Virtues Healing Circles. Join us for Wisdom and Wellness with Reverend Walden, a monthly virtual and in-person healing circle that focuses on community healing and growth. Learn more at VirtuesHealing.com. That's VirtuesHealing.com. Also, be sure to join our healing group on Facebook. Again, visit us at VirtuesHealing.com today. You may not realize how important three letters can be. For a patient who needs type A, B, or O blood, these letters can mean life. But there simply aren't enough people giving blood. Every two seconds, someone in the U.S. needs it. But only about 3% of the population donates. Without more donors, hospitals may not have the blood needed to save lives. That's why the American Red Cross needs people to help restore the A's, B's, and O's that are depleting each day. When you make your appointment to donate blood at redcrossblood.org forward slash missing types, you can help give strength to kids parents, and grandparents who face life and death challenges. From cancer patients to accident survivors waiting for critical surgeries, your generosity can give someone more life. Don't wait until the letters A, B, and O are missing from hospital shelves. You are the missing type patients need. Visit redcrossblood.org forward slash missing types or call 1-800-RED-CROSS to make your donation appointment today. Miss a show on KKNW? Check out 1150kknw.com for podcasts of many of our programs. That's 1150kknw.com. Good afternoon. You're listening to the Mother's Justice Show on 1150 AM, KKNW. I'm your host, Reverend Walden. It's my joy to be on there. You know, everybody knows I love it. And I want to thank all our supporters. I think we're being supported this time by the, by the um, well, actually, Virtuous Healing Circles. That's brought to you by HGW uh, Consulting. Uh, so we're doing the Virtuous Circles and be able to heal people and more than one way to heal people. And the Virtuous is one of those ways. So I want to thank uh, all of our supporters. We've been on the air now since 2014. And Mothers, uh, we've been doing mothers now for uh, 32, 33 years. I had no idea we would still be doing this. But, but God, well, you but say, God. say it, but say but it, you God. can say it, you can say it good. <laughs> All God. right, well, I think we're going to bring my guest back on, uh, and uh, she's going to continue to talk about uh, her lineage, uh, which some of her lineage is my lineage, but uh, we want to go ahead and talk about uh, those Waldens. Yes. <laughs> So the, the Waldens actually, um, it was interesting, probably over 20 years ago, I was visiting London and that was the first time that I saw the Walden name. And I'm like, oh, you know, I'm just thinking it's coincidental at the time, you know, I'm young, footloose and fancy free. Um, little did I know. And um, my husband is actually from London, England. Okay. When we initially met, he says, oh my goodness. He says, you're a Walden. He's like, that name is all over London. It's a very distinguished name in London. And I'm like, really? Like no one ever, you know, knew that and was able to share that with me. Um, but anyway, long story short, um, our Walden line originated originated in London, England. Um, the first Waldens came to the United States at around 1622. Um, and they're all up and down the eastern corridor from Virginia down to the the uh, Carolinas. Um, our particular line came in through um, South Carolina and then from South Carolina migrated up into the Jefferson County, Georgia um, area, moving over into 
Pulaski County and then eventually down into the Decatur County, Georgia area. But there's still Waldens that are dispersed all throughout, um, all throughout. What, about Thomas, what county is Thomasville in? Well, Thomasville is actually in that Decatur County area. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's in that Decatur County area. Um, interestingly, through my ancestry DNA search, um, probably about two months ago, I actually received a photograph of the actual um, slave master quarters where they sold the slaves. Wow. In Jefferson County. And, um, you know, it was a lot to absorb. Um, because I can't run away from who I am, the good and the bad yeah. of it. <laughs> you know, it's 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 who I am. It's you know my name, and you received your name either one or two ways, either direct lineage or you were purchased by that you know slave owner and right. you know acquired the name that way. Um, but just because of the image of my great grandfather, I know that he was direct lineage of um, the the Walden line. However. Right. That Plus, yes, yes. Love relationship yeah. rape. I don't know for certain, you know, that part of it. But however, um, you know, he is a direct descendant of that Walden line. And it's it's in my DNA. It's 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 who I am. It's, it's, it's in mine. <laughs> um, even with the children being displaced, and we're kind of like in the process now of trying to, you know, find these the lines of these respective families, but their brand was the same. Same. Everywhere right. they went, Everywhere. they were landowners. They were yeah. leaders in their community. They were leaders in their community. They so were that's right. pastors. Right. They right. were respected. They were bold. Right. Right. They were right. unapologetic. And that's it was right. so refreshing to figure that out. I'm like, whoo, I'm normal, you know. <laughs> Oh yeah, you're not really an overachiever. That just comes with the line, with the lineage. But I'm like, it's, it's who I am. It's in my DNA, and so I that's can't right. run from it, and I won't run that's from right. it. That's right. That's right. that's right. that's right. That's right. Well, it and took me. It took. It's taken me a long time to to really accept my uh, my brilliance. Mm -hmm. I mean, really and truly, and uh, and my children are brilliant, just like your children are brilliant. I mean, it's something. Uh, you know, it's something about this. And how I reconciled the white blood is that it was a happening in time that produced my yeah. grandchildren. Yes. Without that happening in time, you and I would not be talking. Exactly. So, uh, and so that's how I reconcile it. Mm -hmm. I don't, I, you know, I, I don't assign uh, uh, any, I don't assign anything on it that it was a happening in time. Right. Uh, and if I had not been for that happening in time, I wouldn't have six grandchildren right now. But, you know, so I wouldn't have as many grandchildren as Dang. I am. I wouldn't be able to tell the story. And so that's right. that, that's we right. all have at the end of the day, we but, all have a story that makes that's us right. That's right. That's right. That's right. And and our story, absolutely, we might have some sorrow because in Montgomery, there's a James Walden in the Linton, Missouri, and in the Linton yes. Museum there came mm -hmm. out of Mississippi. I think I think your auntie paid, paid, uh, posted that, Vivian. Somebody oh, I posted. posted. I posted, posted. It. I was okay, the one you posted. Okay, yeah. so I think I got it out. I was that I don't think you and I were communicating, but um and then mm -hmm. I think I put it on my page and I tell people that in and the in the eighteen hundreds and uh, I think a person it was from Mississippi. Actually, no, it was Louisiana. Louisiana, you're right, yep. Louisiana. Mm -hmm. It yeah. was Louisiana, and mm -hmm. actually, actually, the state of Louisiana wrote an apology to um the family members. Um, oh, really? Yes, 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 because it was a wrongful lynching. Um, and what they had, they had accused them of larceny, and that was not the case. And um, but yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow! Yeah. Wow! Wow! You are just a treasure trove, trove of history. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know there was an apology there because mm -hmm. my grandmother's first husband, uh, 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 in 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 Columbia County, was lynched too. Uh, then she married my. Then she married mm -hmm. James Garfield Walden. But uh, yeah, mm -hmm. so uh, so so it's unusual for somebody to get an apology, even though uh, you know this this that the state did do that. Won't be so, able to bring his life back, but you know, no, no it does. You know, you don't wake up yeah. the dead. <laughs> No, 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 no. But uh, but but this uh, this idea of these people coming from from uh, they had to be wealthy. And it's Walden University there mm -hmm. uh, in England. I mean, because uh, I, I I looked at that. I mean, I said, okay. I mean, I don't know that much about it, but I did go and check it out uh, online. Uh, but they well they were wealthy when they came to America. They so, were wealthy I mean, when they came, you know, um, to America. I know the three of the siblings that stayed behind. Um, the oldest one acquired 800 acres of land. The next um, one acquired 500 and then the other one got three. So to that point, they were very wealthy. 
um, individuals. They were, you know, landowners, even the descendants. And so um, it's, it's an interesting story that I'm just- It is an interesting story. And, um, and the thing that, I mean, because we got a cousin that lives uh, 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 in Memphis, I mean, outside of Memphis, I, I used to live in Florida. Uh, and uh, and he he he's a a serial entrepreneur entrepreneur is what he calls himself. Mm-hmm. I mean, he just does one business after another one. I mean, they bought they, they you know they you know they landowners you know they moved from Florida him and his wife and they're doing so well. And then I you know on the on the, uh, uh, on the uh, Facebook page, it's just all of this accomplishment. So it's something yeah. about this line of people. I mean, mm-hmm. and you know my 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 lineage also intersect Native American blood also. I, I on some some places, but um, it's something about uh, uh, ingenuity, it uh, is. not being afraid, being bold, and I think I think it comes from not only that, but I think it comes from that we were raised to. Um, although I was raised in segregation, I mean it, it's something about uh, wanting to do something and uh, make a yes. make a and uh, actually do it do it right. I mean you know just that. Uh, and I'm sure we got some people who might be locked up somewhere that we don't know nothing about. But uh, every family does. But you know, <laughs> but we don't we don't know nothing about them. Right. But uh, what, what we do and know totality. Yeah, yeah. that's right. It's interesting. The family reunion that I attended in July of last year is. The, I, I, I got a booklet from it. I mean, I, I, yeah. I do have the booklet. Yeah, I bought two but of them. So, yeah. The forty third uh, family right. reunion, and we yes. have a genealogy book that's two hundred and sixty two pages of family history, and that's not including everything that I've uncovered since last right. July to go into right. the walking section. But it right. was interesting. They took us on a tour of the homestead. And in one particular area, we rode by cotton fields for just miles and miles and miles. And, you know, my son innocently asked, he's like, well, mom, who's working the fields? Because, you know, we don't work them anymore. And our tour guide explained to us, who was a family member, um, that, of course, the way that they operate now, they have this product that they spray over the fields, which is like Roundup. It pops the stems off. Then they have a machine that comes by and it pulls up you know, all the cotton, and then they send it out for distribution, all of this long story short. And then she made the comment, she was 76, she's 76, she was 76 at the time. She said, and we own these fields. Oh. And I said, excuse me? And she, I said, wait, wait, we went from working the fields to owning them. But the lesson in that to us was this, she said, don't ever give up your land. That's right. It has value. And she said, never be too proud to reach out to family if you need help. And she told a story of a family member that had acquired 30 acres of land. He owed like $2,000 in back taxes, didn't have it. And he ended up losing the land. And so that was a lesson in pride. She said, don't ever be proudful. If you need Yeah, I understand about that proud because I understand about the pride. That was involved with my piece of property in Sanford, so you know, on the 1100 Pecan 1100 Avenue. So, yes, mm-hmm. I understand about pride mm-hmm. and property. That's, that's <laughs> it. So, you know, just reach out. That's what's fam- That's what family is for. But it was just interesting to see that those fields had transitioned, but it was the same thing. You know, the slave owner had given the land to his black family, and that's right, that's right, that's right. And that, that happened more than what we, yes, what history uh, talks about because mm-hmm. a lot of the churches that was being burned in Louisiana. At that time, uh, were, were churches that had gotten started right after after slavery, and the land was given to uh, to, to one of those uh, one of one of those persons uh, that had been associated with that mm-hmm. with, with that plantation. Mm-hmm. That's how a lot of those black churches got started. And uh, there's a lot of people that was in was ministers. <laughs> yeah, yes, you know, and then some of them went into the insurance business. Also, mm-hmm. you know, at Atlanta Life or something like that coming out of Atlanta. I mm-hmm. mean, you wouldn't know nothing about that, but you're, 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 well, I, know you're Atlanta Atlanta. Atlanta. <laughs> I know Atlanta life. I know Atlanta life. They come out, you know, in shirts and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, what, you know, I, I keep me posted because I know you just kind of unturning. All I know is that my grandfather had a lot of brothers and that mm-hmm. all of his brothers, I mean, and all of his brother's children call my grandfather uncle. I mean, yeah. everybody, every Walden in Seminole County Call my grandfather uncle. Mm-hmm. That's all I know. Mm-hmm. His name was James Garfield Walden, and uh, so I always figured in my mind 
that he had a lot of brothers and they all left Georgia somewhere and came come down there and uh, that's how they yeah. got there. That's a, that's how that's how I figured in my mind that, that because mm-hmm. because uh, their brothers they, they, those brothers had already passed on when I was born. See, so so right. my grand my grandfather was the only uncle. Right. Uh, that was left in the Walden line when I was growing up. See, so, uh, so, so I, that, I didn't, you know, I think too, because, and then there are 10 other children, well, nine other ones that we're still trying to, you know, locate now. And it's highly likely that, you know, they sent the message, Hey, we, we found somewhere where we can thrive. We can grow. It's our own. We can live, love and build. And, right. Uh, right. Mm-hmm. Being and then, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then and he had the one of those year-round <laughs> jobs. Mm-hmm. They had one of those year-round jobs working for the Atlantic coastline at that time. That was considered yeah. a year-round job. So uh, mm-hmm. all I know, he he married my grandmother and he brought her home to 1100 Pecan Avenue, and that was the only address address I ever had in my life. So uh, so I guess they did. You know, they did. They did good. So uh, this they has did. been so delightful. I know you're going to have some more to talk about because you still you still you still you know, but God, you're still doing the work <laughs> in the trenches. In the trenches. Oh well, yeah, and you you brought so much joy with it though. I mean, because you were just you texting me and sending me things, and Francis was doing what she could do. Because Francis told me she said I have a picture of a relative of you in the museum. Just what she told me, and she told me she told me that she said your folks was involved with this, you know, and that kind of stuff. But again, once Goldsboro, when I grew up in Goldsboro, we didn't know it had been incorporated. See, you know, right. growing up there, you know, I didn't know. And I graduated yeah. in '63, and Francis graduated before me. Uh, uh, but I didn't know that. See, uh, but I do know that we were strong. I mean, we had a community, very strong, uh, and, and and we were real strong people. And uh, the violence that people see in the world today was not in Sanford when I was growing up in Goldsboro. It was not there, you know. And people look at you kind of like funny and say, "No, that's not my story," you know. I mean, I didn't grow up with that. And all my teachers was black and uh, uh, and, uh, and and that kind of stuff. So, well, this has been good. Uh, it's been delicious here. This is the last uh, Monday uh, in Black History, but I'm going to do a 10-minute segment every every time I'm on about Black History because, I mean, it doesn't go away. We're still making it. It doesn't go away. It doesn't go away. And we, it's, it's our responsibility to keep it going. That's our it. responsibility. And I know you're involved with a lot of uh, 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 groups that, uh, that keeps it going. I mean, I know you all are busy all the time. So I appreciate you coming on. Thank you. Uh, uh, and uh, this, uh, we, we, this, we do have a podcast. And it'll be up uh, later on, uh, either today or tomorrow, if you wanted to let some of your friends know about it. You know, it's available on the podcast on the same uh, at the at the at the KKNW Seattle. Wonderful. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. So tell tell Florida I said hello. I'm coming this summer. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'm coming. All right. Thank you. Take care. Be blessed. Thank you. Bye bye. You're listening to the Mother's Justice Show at 11:50 a.m. KKNW. I'm your host, Reverend Walden. See you next week. Take care.